Hello, and welcome to I'm Just Such a Critic, a podcast where two friends discuss and critique the standout critically acclaimed episodes from various TV shows. My name is Shona. And I'm Scott, and this is actually our very first episode of our very first ever podcast. So, yeah, that's quite exciting and a little bit scary. Yeah, so um, go easy on us. We've had a lot of fun making it, but appreciate it may be a little rough around the edges as it is our first one. Yeah, it, it is. But we are learning and we will perfect it in time. But we're making this because we are both huge geeks. And when we are together, we often find ourselves discussing TV shows for hours and hours on end. So we thought, you know what would be fun? Forcing others to listen. Yeah, because we really enjoy listening to different interpretations of TV shows and the impact certain scenes have. Scott and I already discussed this at length, just the two of us. We're massive TV geeks, so this podcast is really for anyone who's also a TV geek and enjoys hearing other views and interpretations of TV shows. We've decided to only really kind of focus on the critically acclaimed episodes from different shows, just because there's already this open talk and discussion um, on the internet and in various medias uh, about these particular episodes. So because of that, they often have stand the test of time. So we thought we would kind of dissect those episodes. Yeah, exactly. So the first standout and critically acclaimed episode we're going to be discussing is the penultimate episode of the series This Is Us, titled The Train. And just for some context, the whole show is a critically acclaimed show and it is really a great watch. The series follows the lives and families of these two parents and their three children across several different time frames. It really does tell how each generation of family has a direct impact on the next generation and just how everyone is so interlinked. Yeah, it's an amazing show. And in the episode we're discussing called The Train, there's three storylines at play. We have the mum, who's the matriarch of the show, called Rebecca on her deathbed, while her three children, Kevin, Randall and Kate, who are also known as the big three, all say their goodbyes along with their own extended families. But while Rebecca is on her deathbed, she's having her own goodbye to the world of the living that's all taking place in her head. So she's on this travelling train into the unknown. And while she's on this train, her past and her present start to appear. And in between the story of death and goodbyes, there's flashbacks to a random family who happened to meet Rebecca's long-deceased husband, Jack, the children's dad, on the night that he died. And that's about it. So I guess now we can start discussing and see whether this episode lifts up to the acclaim. Yep. Can't wait and hope you enjoy. So this episode has a 9.7 rating out of 10 on IMBD. Uh, you know, it's pretty high. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, all right. it's kind of up there. <laughs> yeah. No, could be better, but it's still good. It's not bad. It's good. Um, and two two quotes from some reviews here. So first one is from goodhousekeeping.com, and it says, we can confidently say that last night's season six episode titled the train was the most powerful one of the entire NBC drama. So you know that's that's quite a bold statement. That's that's literally saying it's the yeah. it's one of the the best episodes of the entire drama. Yeah, which I'd say it definitely. It's hard for me to choose my favorite episode of This Is Us, but this is yeah, yeah. very high up there. The um, 
this other quote here says, This is our penultimate episode is something special. This penultimate hour is the show operating at the height of its power, the kind of gorgeously abstract yet beautifully simple episode that only This Is Us could deliver. So already that quote is kind of backing up what we mm-hmm. said, how this show is just so critically acclaimed and there's not one bad episode. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but this one, these both both these quotes are basically saying that this is the best episode. Yeah. So, uh, so is it? I guess that's what we will... That's what we shall discuss. Yes. And we will aim to find out for our own critiques. So, how many times did you cry in this episode? Do you know what? Um, first time... The first time. The yeah, first, was the time first time I cried? actually didn't. Because... Me either. Did you not? Okay, no. Okay, that's interesting. I thought you would have. No, actually... Not, not because you cry ever. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you would have because you've always cried. I am, I am quite a crier when it comes to TV shows. Although, like, more so alone, I find it harder to cry in front of other people. Unless it's really mm. sad. But anyways, enough I always about find that. it hard to cry when you try not to cry because oh, you're with other yeah. people. And then you end up crying. I think that's, that's true as well. Um, and I think also that... With this episode, I think I expected myself so much to cry. Yeah, same. And I, I didn't. It was kind of really built up. So I remember yeah. reading um, an interview with Mandy Moore, who plays one of the lead characters, Rebecca. Yeah. And she basically said that she threw up reading the script. Yes. So I was expecting. There was so much build up. So powerful. Yeah. Uh, and it was. Don't get me wrong. It, it absolutely it was. was 100%. But I think I was. I was waiting for. It's more of an uplifting, powerful, and I think I was waiting for that gut punch, powerful. Yes, same. Because people were saying like, "Oh, this is us, like writers. I'm gonna bill you for my therapy and all this yes. stuff." I was seeing that across like Twitter and everything. And I thought, oh my god, it must be really sad. Like I'll, I'll probably cry loads. Um, and then. I didn't. And I think partly was, yeah, that it was the build up and of all of it. It was also probably because I was, you know, kind of binge catching up on the last few episodes after just binging season four of Stranger Things, which we'll probably talk about another episode. Oh yeah, we have to. Don't worry. So I was probably still in a Stranger Things kind of post Stranger Things mindset or something and I maybe I wasn't fully getting not that I didn't enjoy This Is Us, but maybe I wasn't watching it at the right time. I don't know. But the second time, yes, yeah. I cried. I actually cried the second time as well. I didn't cry the first time. See, my theory on this is that the very first time, I I was expecting that gut punch, but I was also kind of comparing it to the body from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh yes, which we will also talk about at some point oh, too, because amazing amazing tv uh yeah and that episode is well see the reason why i compared them is because they both focus on death yes. and they both focus on losing a mother yeah and it's my fault to compare because they come at it from completely different angles oh yeah um, definitely like, you can't so you can't different compare. and i shouldn't have had that in my head but that's the only tv show i know which has tackled death of a mother in such a way um without it just being an episode but being about the death mm-hmm. and I knew this was us was doing this. I knew it was doing it for Becca. It's also a mum we've grown to love and know. And, yeah. You know, and I I was expecting that same gut punch. And the way done it was so beautiful. And like as that, um, as you said, uplifting. Yeah, it's uplifting. And as the as the review I read out, as that quote said, it was it was gorgeous and yeah. it was um, it was it was at the height of its power. But 
it it wasn't what I was expecting the first time around. Although I loved it, mm-hmm. it didn't make me cry. It wasn't until the second time when I was like, this is making me cry happy tears. Yeah. Um, and I, I think the first time I was bracing myself for these sad tears and they just never come. That's true. I feel the same way. And I feel like the second time around, I appreciated it for what it was. Yes. Because it is beautiful. And I think it was the same for me. I thought, oh my God, it's going to be so sad. And then it it wasn't, it was, yeah, it was bittersweet. And it wasn't sad in the fact, in that whole gut-wrenching thing. It wasn't sad where it broke me. Or, um, no, you know, no, it devastating, like it, the body. Anything, it, it made me, like, look forward to death <laughs> when I'm older. And, okay. And no, I'm kidding. Far, far older. <laughs> I am not having suicidal thoughts. <laughs> uh, but, no, it's just the way the way it portrays it, it's, it's very much like my life is complete now. This is – look at all these amazing things I did in my life. Look how beautiful it was. Yeah. And I think – it was just amazing because she looked back at her whole life and was happy about it. And that's kind of what I mean was yeah. it, it must be really nice to be able to do that. Yeah, that's true. Cause um, to give a bit of context, this episode, you know, it takes, it's um, Rebecca, the show's matriarch <clears throat> is on her deathbed. Um, you know, she's struggled with Alzheimer's for years now at this point. And um, she's in her eighties, we believe by now. And um, it, it has the point of view of, you know, her family saying goodbye to her, but also the point of view of what's going on in her mind, which is her on a train. Well, see, this is, see, this is the thing. So when I watched it a second time, I kind of realized it's showing death from two perspectives. Yeah. It's showing it true. from the, the eyes of the living. Yes. And then it's showing it from the eyes of the dying. Yes. And yeah. the living are sad and grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dying is actually looking back with pride mm-hmm. and happiness at what they've achieved. Yeah. And... Obviously, not everyone dying looks back at it that way. But in this case, she's reached the end of her life. She's seen her family um, yeah. reached their height. And she's she's proud of what she created. And it was looking at it from these two different lenses. Um, That's so true. And I thought that was, like, really clever. Because, yeah, the family are grieving and they're sad. But actually, who's to say the person on the deathbed is sad? Yeah, that's so true. And I loved that we could see into Rebecca's mind and... Um, but, but can I just say before we do go further, mm-hmm. like because obviously she's on this train, yeah, and the train is representing this journey from, yes. all, I guess, one world to another, the yeah. living world to the, the dead, yeah. Um, and you know, along this journey, she has to look back at her entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, but they so copied that from Casper. I don't know if you've seen Casper, a spirit. I think it's a spirit beginning, a spirit something. Um, it's a second Casper film. Oh, he is on no, a tra- I haven't seen it. So it starts off when he first dies and he's on a train to the afterlife, going from one world oh, to another. No. So I just want to say, because no one else has made this connection, that the episode The Train from This Is Us completely ripped off Casper. There, there you go, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, they ripped off from Casper but, too. <laughs> you know, that well-known film. Yeah. I can't even remember what. It's got a spirit beginning. I think it's called a spirit a beginning. spirit beginning. Re- okay, I'll check but, it out. Basically, Rebecca is Casper in this. Wow. I think Casper's are getting kicked off the train, and that's how he ended up becoming an earthbound spirit. So thank God Rebecca stayed on the train. Otherwise, we'd have had a spin-off series, Rebecca's Ghost. Oh, yeah, true. And yeah. she would have been all like Casper Ghost. Yeah, we wouldn't want that. No. That's just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's so true. And I, I love that they use that metaphor and that she talks, she like, she brings it back to like talking about her dad as well. And that she loved, like one of the things she loved was going on the train with him when uh, she was a little yes. girl. And, um, and I love like, 
I, I love that, you know, she, she is, it's true. It is from like this happy perspective because while she's on the train, she sees so many people from like her life and, um, but, but I'm, I'm confused about one thing here. Why was William her guide? Ah, uh, yes. So, so just, just also for some context for the readers, if, um, if you readers, oh, everyone's reading this now. Um, <laughs> listeners, that'd be the one. William is her adopted son's real dad who she had no contact with um, until she was quite late in life. I think she had one or two contacts mm-hmm. when she first adopted him and a bit later on in life. Um, but ultimately, they weren't in each other's life. So, But her son's adopted dad, um, no, her adopted son's real dad mm-hmm. was her guide. and Because he had died, uh, well, several years well, before. He was actually the first death in the series. He was the first death in the series, the that's true. Oh, that's true. Maybe that was it was kind of about that. that and also, they have a connection because of Randall, because of her adoptive son. But it still didn't make sense to me why he yeah. was the guide. I, yeah, he just... Why? Why him? Why not her dad? Why not her mum? Do you know what? I feel like part of it is because everyone, <clears throat> as in like viewers of this show, love William. Oh, yeah, they do. And it was an excuse to put him in it because I didn't even think about that until later because I just love William so much. Like, I think the f- when I watched it a second time, the first time I cried was when I saw William because I just love him. Because he was the first death. The first death stayed with you. the first days with you and he um I just love his character and I just loved that like she was just kind of talking to herself saying like oh I my dad when we would ride the train say like you know we will ride a train like this one day and drink vespers and she's like I didn't know what that was but I knew I wanted one and he (laughs) he like then said explains what it is and he winks at her and he's like James Bond and I just love like I mean, that whole William dynamic. is effortlessly cool. Yeah. He just is. He's an old is. Man. But, I mean, so I have one theory on why he might be the guide. I'm still confused because okay. I think this is going to be like, this is just reaching for straws. Yeah. But does William symbolise the confusion and guilt that comes from keeping the secret secrets um, from Randall or Dr. Sun? Yeah. Is, is that what it is? Because I think so. where she didn't allow him to be in contact with her, Adopted son, mm-hmm. more or less his whole life. Yeah, when she he, lied to when him young, about it. And as she well. died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's William the symbolism of that guilt. Because at the end, when she's talking to the doctor, I feel like she kind of forgives herself when he gives her the okay. Yes, yes, definitely. And actually, I have a quote from someone on Reddit, you know, really reliable source. <laughs> the thing is you say reliable source but everyone goes no there and i know so dense. it is it like, is any TV show, everyone goes to reddit yeah i have a quote from someone um who explained that really well actually um so talking about how yeah this is it's a woman looking back at her basically that it's a woman looking back at her life and as you said earlier you know she's she's happy in the sense of looking through it, like, um, having contact with all the people in her life and forgiving herself. So, uh, like, being forgiven, but also forgiving herself. And this was also actually about another controversial moment, which really annoyed me, and I know it annoyed you too, and I think it annoyed a lot of people, was the whole... I know what you're going to say. Miguel got... And and (laughs) I I made the same note, and basically, I know exactly what you're going to say, because... It's the fact that she's got Alzheimer's. Yes. Yes. Okay, yes, she has Alzheimer's. So, um, 
and again to give context um throughout the train journey she you know she has conversations with every like first of all everyone in the family is saying goodbye to her on their end and and then she's kind of hearing it while she's on the train and and having these interactions with these people in her life and saying goodbye but at the same time she's seeing people who've already passed and she comes across her second husband who she was with for decades decades and he was she was his whole world See, before he and died. they literally basically just just about say yeah. hi to each other i know he he says after all this time you're he's like you're still my you're my favorite person and she just kind of <clears> smiles <throat> at him and walks away she does get interrupted though she does, William does interrupt yeah william's her. like no no we gotta go we gotta keep but <laughs> I don't even, and i think a lot of people are really annoyed that because We've seen her with him since the beginning of the show. Yeah. And in flashbacks, we've seen her with her first husband. Yeah. Since the beginning of the show. And in every episode, there's always that juxtaposition of mm-hmm. flashbacks to the first husband, um, present day with the new husband, Miguel. Yeah. There's also her first husband's best friend. So that's just a whole different story. Yeah. But... But if you've seen um, the show, you know the story. Yeah, you, you know it. And then you agree with it. And you love yeah. Miguel and her, her first husband, Jack. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think a lot of people are quite annoyed that Miguel... Especially because kind of snubbed. He way, was, guess, especially yeah. because this followed a whole episode about him and his death. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I know exactly what you're going to say because in the end of the day, she had Alzheimer's when she died, and yeah, all, and how she was remembering that in her mind, given Alzheimer's, she probably that memory wasn't at the point where she was with him. No, and also, um, and if you watch the show, you know that. Um, this show follows a family at so many different, all like almost every timeline that they've ever had. Um, and so Mandy Moore plays Mandy Moore as her own age. She's played young and they put her in, you know, old lady makeup and she's played a 70 year old and 80 year old. It's still Mandy Moore, just in very, very good makeup. But in this moment on the train, they've put her back to Rebecca in her prime, like, Prime Which of her is clearly life. thirty-three. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, how old are you? <laughs> and um, and I mean, they knew what they were doing, putting Mandy Moore in that red dress. She looks amazing. She's so beautiful. And uh, yeah, so she's at that moment in her life where her and Miguel were not an item. She's. It's all about Jack. Yeah, but because, yeah. but also, um, and I know the the quote you pulled up says it because I pulled up the same quote in my research, oh. and that is that she is a she is her own unreliable narrator. Yeah, because of the Alzheimer's. Absolutely. So as she's yeah. in her, her head on this train journey, um, going through all these time periods of her life and all these people in her life, we still have to remember that she has Alzheimer's. Yeah. So she's not going to remember everything correctly and therefore Miguel mm-hmm. she's not going to no it's and maybe true. William interrupting her was also a sign of her Alzheimer's stopping her from remembering exactly who he ended up being with her yeah that's true because um that that's so true because they but they they do go on to say like the big three which is her children appear as adults but her flash of recognition seems more palpable when she sees them as children and young yeah. adults because that's the time she's remembering them as. And well, yeah, William symbolizes the confusion and self-flagellation that came with keeping secrets from Randall, as you said. And in her last moments, he and the doctor permit her to forgive herself for her life's mistakes. 
I think I must admit I, I can see that I can yeah. see it in her face but I didn't get it from the conversation her and the doctor had uh no I did get it from the conversation because she says I made so many mistakes and he was like he basically said something along the lines of not this exactly but he said something along the, along the lines of yeah, don't we all? We all make mistakes. I've never yeah, known someone... I'm surprised someone... he didn't come out of the lemon analogy again. That's I know true. He tried to give her, um, what was it, uh, lemoncello. Yes, but... yeah. But then we do get the lemon... Um, I'll finish this quote and then we'll go back to the lemon thing. <laughs> but um, uh, but yeah, that um, they th- like she thinks that this was ha- handled really like, incredibly well and she's uh, she said i'm not sure if people really were expecting the metaphorical life flashing before her eyes because what they got was something significant and profound a woman at the end of her life forgiving herself and being forgiven and um and yeah cuz he does say like i've never known a parent to sit there and say i got everything right and um and he he says like you know that day i thought when, because he, the doctor she's talking to is the one that delivers her triplets, um, and then one of them dies, and he says, you know, and I then thought she I was... replaces him with the adoptive son. Yes, well, she no, not the doctor. She replaces. Oh right, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't replace the doctor with her adoptive son. Yeah, so just, confused. Oh, you're one, like... but you're a doctor. Um, she replaces her dead. Some... One of the tread dead triplets with yeah. the adopted son. Not yeah. in a malicious way, you just just watch it to find out. Yeah, yeah. You understand when you watch it. But um but yeah, uh Yeah, she and he says, you know, and I thought I was gonna lose you that day and he says, But you you survived, you pulled through and like what a thing you've made of it all and he basically is I feel like he was kinda saying like you you had you've done so well, you've done amazing, like you've You've been an amazing mother. I kind of, I kind like, of get that. Mistakes. But I think for me, the reason why I didn't get it from the conversation, despite he says, you know, don't we all make mistakes? Mm. It's because I didn't feel like she needed forgiveness from him, or didn't feel like she needed him to validate that. Because yeah. even though he was important to her, he was the doctor that mm-hmm. delivered her babies, and for some reason kept bumping into her throughout the years at any pivotal point where she needed a life lesson. I feel like I, that's why, though, because he was always there to give her these wise quotes and, see, like, wise I, advice. I feel like, again, that it would have just been more powerful if it come from... Okay, from her life perspective, it would have been more powerful coming from a family member mm. or her mum or dad, mm-hmm. who maybe... Well, definitely, as we've seen in flashbacks and other episodes, made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And therefore... To be like, oh, do you know what? We've all made mistakes and it's fine and you forgive us, so forgive yourself. Yeah. Uh, I felt that would have been more powerful, but I've also, you know, I'm trying to keep in mind here that they're also trying to, this is their like swan song. Yeah. The next episode is the final, but that was dealt with in a bit of a different way. Ultimately, this could have been the final. This could have been the last episode and it would have worked. And I do feel like the reason why they use the doctor, and I do think the reason why they used William as the guide was actually just to showcase all the characters that have been in it. Yeah. And I feel like that overtook maybe the power of having someone else more personal to her Mm deliver the message. Yeah. It still worked, and I understand why. Yeah. But I I do feel like if you're dying, 
it's going to be your mum or your dad or someone of that importance because she only really sees the family she's made for herself other than the family she come from. But yeah. she, you know, she must have had aunts and uncles as well. True. And also, I mean, I suppose, though, you don't see them in the show that, it, and you see him in the show, which is the point. But then also you can argue the Alzheimer's thing again as well. Yeah, true. But it, it, I just... Which I just, makes it all work. Again, it would have watered it down, but yeah. it would have been good if we at least saw, like, someone from her past, like her nan or something. I know we've mm. never seen them in the show, but you're telling me it's the end of her life and all she can think about is her husband and kids she's made and not where she's come from before. Because yeah. she must have had a, a grandparent she was close to. or. But we never see them in the show, though. So they can't. she can't have been close. No, them. and we never really see her young. Not super young. Not, like, childlike young. No. But I guess, like, her life really... We and see her, like, her life really... Um, even if she wasn't that close to them, she must have seen them more than the Doctor. Yeah. But then maybe maybe later on in life, like, he, even though she didn't see him that often, he just played more of a significant role. Because even, like, in, the, in this episode, um, she says thank you... When she says bye to him, she's like, thank you for being my doctor. And he was like, I was only your doctor that one time. And she was like, it was a big one, though. And um, it was such a significant moment in her life. It's when she gives birth to her children and one of them dies yeah, and then I, she adopts Randall. I feel like Randall. that's also the, the, the writers kind of being like, um, look, we realise it's a bit random that she's meeting her yeah. doctor. But this is why. <laughs> this is honestly, why. it's a big one. It's, 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 it's stuck with her. And do you know what? I like him. I, I like his character in it. So yeah. I, I'm not arguing against that choice. Mm-hmm. It's just, for me, I think it does take down the notch on the power factor, which what right. the quotes were saying, how this episode is so powerful. Yeah. And yeah. I just think yeah. that waters it down a little bit for me. And maybe I'm clutching at straws there. Mm. Uh, but I like seeing him. I like seeing him one final time. But I, I don't know. I just, same with William. I'm not, I feel like they had their place in the series mm-hmm. and they, they could have been excluded from the train. Just the train. Or um, that Bengal could have played more of a role. Yeah, yeah, even that coming from Miguel yeah. would have been quite good. Yeah, or like Miguel being her guide as well. But though I, I understand that they wanted to make it a bit more about Jack. And it yeah. could have been confusing. I mean, Miguel being her guide, being like, oh, I'm, I'm your current husband. I'm leading you to your leading first Leading to first, your first husband. And like the reason, you know, she was no longer with her first husband is because he died. It wasn't because, you know, they were, they got divorced. They like fell out of love or anything like that. He, he died. Um, so yeah, and and Miguel obviously knows that. So yeah, that would be kind of weird of like, we're reunited, but I'll send you off to your first husband. I think, I think if I, if I was writing it, you know, Mm -hmm. because apparently I'm a writer now, um, I would, I would have had the doctor in it, but he would have been towards the front of the carriage when she first got on. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, you know, she actually met him before she even had the children. Yeah. And that would have been like the start of her forgiveness. And as yeah. she went through and she heard these goodbyes from the outside world and she saw these like, you know, the things she's created, the children she's created yeah. and, and everyone else on the way. It, each one would have been a step towards that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. A subtle step, not in your face. Yeah. And then at the end, well, towards the end of this carriage, when she saw Miguel, he could have delivered the line that gave her the ultimate forgiveness because she must have still had guilt over getting with him 
after yeah, her husband died. That's true. And that could have been the link to give her the final forgiveness. That's true, yeah. Um, and William, because yeah. if William's her guide, and she obviously, maybe she, like, like we've said, if she feels guilt over keeping William a secret from Randall, yeah, then William and Miguel could have acted as those final validations for forgiveness. Yeah. And to me, that would have made it more powerful. Fair enough, yeah. I see that. See, that's see what these should have done, writers. You're obviously listening to this. <laughs> writers and <laughs> yeah, producers of, course, of, of This Is Us. I mean, who, why, wouldn't they, why wouldn't they? Um, that's so funny, actually, earlier that you said uh, about um, William being effortlessly cool, because I made a note about... Um, we've talked a lot about the train, but looking back at like what's going on in the living um, with the characters there... Um, I love the scene between Deja and Randall mm. um, because, you know, Deja's all grown up now. Deja is Randall's adoptive daughter and um, she's she tells him that she's pregnant. And I love that they've stayed so close as well because uh, he, Randall's still doing his dad jokes. But I love Randall. Also, mm-hmm. I know you're probably going to pick up on this, mm-hmm. but the fact that we have someone announcing she's pregnant in an episode where a main character dies, yes. is, that's not, not like, that's just completely what the show is about, exactly. right? The cycle of life. Exactly. And as Randall keeps saying to people in the episode, he's really trying to keep like emphasize it. The dichotomy of it all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the dichotomy of it all. Like, just the contrast between that his um, eldest daughter is pregnant on, like, tells him she's pregnant the day that he is saying goodbye to his mom. And, um, yeah, it's just, like, you know, the whole the, circle the, the of whole, life. The whole show is about, I mean, that sums up the whole show in one sentence, really, yeah. the minute that happens, because the whole show is about generations and generations of these families, mm-hmm. and now a new generation's being born. Yeah. That's, that's that one's dying. Yeah. Um, like, it's all, I mean, was it a backdoor pilot for a spin-off? We'll never know. <laughs> but, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, I mean, it easily could be. Yeah, Because it could absolutely. always be about the next generation. Because it could just keep going. And, and um, that exactly is why they brought in this other family, um, I forgot their last names, but um, oh, that the kid, flashback scene. The flashback scenes. You see this other family who you have no idea who they are, but this happens in some of the episodes sometimes, um, where it they get into. Confuses me when it. Yes, yeah, it I'm can be like, confusing <laughs> because where it jumps between timelines, I'm always like, "Is this a new family? Is this a random family? Is this this person in the future? Is this this person's children? Yeah. Is this this, this person's great great grandchildren?" And then the they future? do a reveal, and you're like, "Oh, that's who that is." And um, this time they introduce this family who, and you have no idea who they are. You don't know what their connection is to um, the Pearsons at all. And, um, you know, they, this family get into a car accident. The boy is injured. They're in the hospital. And then you see Jack in the fire timeline when the house burns down. I also like and, how they kind of, um, you know, Rebecca is dying. Yeah. And then in a flashback scene, it goes back to her husband dying. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true, and that's that's because that's that's the night that Jack dies is the night of the fire, and um he and you know they show him in the flashback in the waiting room, um as in Jack in the waiting room, and he sees the dad of the boy from the car accident, and then Jack passes on the lemon analogy from the doctor which is um do you have the lemon analogy word for it's word? Like, isn't it something like um, life 
can never suck that much where you can't make something that slightly resembles lemonade? Yeah, something where... Um, there's never a lemon sour enough. Yes, there's never a lemon too sour where you can't make that's something it. resembling lemonade. And I guess that's also what's happened in this moment with yeah. Rebecca dying. Yeah. It's a horrible moment, but it's not horrible enough where there can't be something good in it, such as the new book. Uh, yeah. The new, Pregnancy. And then that comes to at the end of um and that, that brings us also to William's quote because at the end as Rebecca's coming to the end of the train and saying goodbye to William, she says like this is sad, isn't it? The end and, Oh, I do love this quote. And he says and um he says like the way I see it, if something makes you sad when it ends, it must have been pretty wonderful when it was happening and Truth be told, I always felt it a bit lazy to just think of the world as sad because so much of it is, because everything ends, everything dies. But if you step back, if you step back and look at the whole picture, if you're brave enough to allow yourself the gift of a really wide perspective, if you do that, you'll see that the end is not sad. It's just the start of the next incredibly beautiful thing, which epitomizes the show, the episode, but the show in general. I, I, I do laugh at that quote, especially with the first line, especially. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if you're sad, then it must have been pretty wonderful. If you're cool. sad when something ends, you must have been pretty wonderful mm. to begin with. Yes. Uh, I think that's just, it's actually a really nice way of looking at ending our fears. Yeah, um, so true. You know, like, and it's what she's doing on the train. Mm -hmm. She's looking back at the wonder while the outside world's being yeah. sad in a way because yeah. of the their grieving, like That's what we said about how it's seeing it from these two different perspectives. Yeah. Because um, well, what I like is obviously she's on this train journey. It's quite fantasy. Mm -hmm. She's on this train. It's in her head. It's the first episode that has this fantasy element. Yeah. But on the outside, they're all sad and they're grieving, mm -hmm. and it's actually needed because their their scenes of their goodbye scenes and their grief is actually so realistic. Mm -hmm. It actually complements and balances out the fantasy scenes in the train, which aren't as realistic and does yeah. take a leap of faith to imagine, especially depending on people's religion and whatnot, whether they even believe that happens That's in, true. You know, on the way to the afterlife. And I think the scenes outside are so realistic, it really balances the fantasy elements and keeps the episode balanced and keeps the tone of the episode still, still in check. That's very true. And I like that they do it that way. I like that they have that contrast. That whole quote from William also made me think of one of my other, it's not in this episode, but in the show, one of my other favorite quotes from one of my other favorite characters, Beth, where she says, this pain is not forever. This moment in time is not forever. Nothing is forever except us. Oh. And, and I mean, um, she's wishful thinking there. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, she's the except us bit is because you know they're married, they're a couple, they've been together for ages, and um, it's the whole like I'm gonna be with you until the end sort of it's thing. Also, yeah, wishful show, thinking again. This is us. Yeah. Um. But the whole it's the whole you know taking a step back and looking at everything mm. it's kind of like that the quote this too shall pass like william is emphasizing taking a step back and looking at the whole perspective of everything and it's amazing cause i actually feel the whole series suggests that the whole yeah, way through definitely. and you could even argue that every episode of the series is just different ways of saying to take a step back and look at the situation definitely whether that's with raising kids whether it's with your job um but yet 
never gets old and that message never gets old it's clearly it's a message we all need to learn yeah because and be reminded of every day <laughs> definitely <laughs> and like in the same thing where um randall in that moment is feeling low because of so many things he's feeling lost and then in this episode you know we're losing rebecca and um they were potentially gonna lose their son in that car accident but then jack dies and but then the son survives in the a same lot night in a lot happens there's a lot of loss going on and so like when you're focused on what you're going through, like a loss, you don't always see how interconnected the world is and how big the world is and how we're all connected. And, and, and it, it just brings it back to all these quotes and like everything that they're trying to say in the episode, but also this series overall is that, you know, the world is a big place. We are all interconnected. And as one thing, as one door closes, another opens. As one mm. thing is dying, there's like a rebirth. The whole dichotomy of it all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. Yeah, it's definitely a message of the entire show, isn't it? Like, ever since the first episode, it's all been about how death and birth and mm-hmm. the cycle of life. And, yeah. and like you said, one door closing, another opening. And um, it, it's the whole show is just about that. All it does is emphasize that again and again. And yet, it never gets boring. And yeah. the message never never gets dry actually it's i mean they're always finding creative ways of showing it yeah that's true that's true there's a few little funny things i like about it is um uh or little there's a few funny scenes that i enjoyed in it that didn't have much to do with what was going on which was one of my favorite lines is when they finally acknowledge why their dad was so ripped in the 90s yes oh i was gonna say that (laughs) when they're like like what did they say like oddly ripped for a guy in the 90s and i i love it he loved them push up we get to the penultimate episode and they finally acknowledge it uh why why he was so ripped and yeah that was uh it was answering what every fan had asked yeah i think um you know they (laughs) they were acknowledging what was going on that you know it's he's he is strangely ripped for a dad in the 90s and then they they're like yeah he was he just loved those push-ups. But yeah, going back to Jack, I one of the things I just really loved, and it was so simple, at the very end, you know, she's got her three, Rebecca has her three children around her. Um, Kate makes it in the end, because actually throughout the whole episode, she keeps saying on the train, I'm waiting for someone. And her daughter, Kate, makes it in the end. And um, Kevin is there, and Randall... And they're I, saying goodbye. See, I cried this time when Kate made it. Oh, uh, yeah. the first time, I didn't. Because I was the expecting this gut, this gut yeah. punch. Like, we were talking. Whereas yeah. this time, I watched it. And I was so happy that Kate made it. And yeah. I was like, I had these happy tears. Yeah. Yes, Kate's there. Oh, I, w- I also cried when, actually, I also cried when Beth said goodbye to her. Because um, I love Beth. She just always says the right, like, amazing quotes, as I read one of hers earlier. But, um... She she says to her that, you know, so much of being a mom is just guessing what to do and um, doing impressions of what's who's a good mom and stuff. And she says, you know, my my mom was a good mom, but we were complicated. So, and when I was throughout my years of being a mom, I was doing my best impression of you, Rebecca. And that I she cries and oh yeah that yeah, bit got uh, me no that that did actually get me too she was the first one to say she the goodbye she was the first as well. one to say goodbye and I felt like yeah. that added a pound because yeah. then I was actually expecting the whole episode to be loads of goodbyes but yeah it, me too and that's where the train come into it and made it quite good yeah. actually yeah 
That's true. That is true. And I love, um, cause even when the kids are finally, I mean, they're not kids anymore, but you know, when her children are, are around her and saying goodbye, they don't say too much. They're just telling her but how much they love her. Also that I can't quite remember because it's been a while since I've seen the whole series, mm-hmm. but so throughout the series, there's also like time jumps, and we see this. We see this episode a lot. We yeah. see them around her deathbed since what episode? Season three, season four. Yeah, and this is finally we're at the future moment so that's been the series has been. I building can't to. remember if we've already seen those goodbyes from previous episodes. I I mean, not not in that moment. Um, I don't think they said goodbye. But then you know they know she's got Alzheimer's. They've said goodbye kind mm. of for years. But what one thing I love is I love that they in a way that they did keep it simple and I like I love the simplicity of at the end Randall just says tell him hey yeah and he means their dad he's he's just like they say they all say I love you and then he's like tell him hey and then it goes to the and ending that's the last episode. That's the last she, words. yeah because hey. she sees she sees Jack at the very end on the train and she looks at him and she says hey. And I just love that. I just love that he's like, tell him, hey. <laughs> and she's like, hey. No, um, cool. And then it goes into the next episode. They would have actually been great final words for the whole for the series at all. Yeah. But then again, true. actually, the final series does end on them two in that train. Yeah. And the um, final words are, I love you. Yeah, which is yeah. actually quite fitting for it. Yeah, it's true. Do you know what? I also just thought of another... Um, Contrast that we were saying earlier about how this whole show mm-hmm. is about, you know, like these um, juxtapositions of like life and death and yeah. um, looking at the bigger picture. And actually, one of the things like, in the flashbacks during this episode where we see Jack's death again, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is, which is nice. We're finally seeing like her husband dying and you know, that isn't so nice, but you know, we're seeing her husband dying and her dying now in the same mm-hmm. episode. We've yeah. already seen him die once. Yeah. Um, but what I quite like is in his flashback scenes, we see the scene of the Doctor telling Rebecca for the second time for us that her husband's died. Mm. And then we see him walk into another family and tell them that their son's going to survive. That's true. And yes. Again, it's yeah, that juxtaposition yeah. and that, that whole, yeah. like, one door closes and other opens. It's life. That's, yeah. that, all that is happening in a hospital right now. Yeah. Someone is being told this news, another person's being told that news, and it's just mixed emotions and that's again like goes back to the whole show and that's what it's about yeah that's so true it's it again it's a circle of life it is it is but i must admit um one of the things that going back to kind of what we were saying earlier about how uh, well, what i was saying um how i found the train journey parts of the train journey a little weak and it could have been more powerful mm. i actually think that flashback scene i was just talking about actually apart from that little bit about the doctor took away from some of the power of the episode because i do feel like it the whole episode should have been about rebecca because no i know Jack. yeah i i know what you mean um because i can i can understand why they i understand why they put those things in there um but there are a lot of people that are arguing that you know we didn't need all of that no. stuff we I, could have had more. We could have had more goodbyes from yeah. like we could have like Tess. We didn't see Tess's goodbye. That's her first grandchild. Yeah. 
Like, um, we didn't we didn't see loads of people actually say goodbye to Rebecca. I mean, in a way, it's good it wasn't just an episode full of goodbyes. No, Because like that's I said, it was true. very uplifting. Yeah. But these characters we've grown to laugh and care about in a penultimate episode have been sidelined yeah. for a random family yeah. in the past mm-hmm. who just happened to be at the same hospital yeah. as their yeah. dying dad. And mm-hmm. I love that story. It's a good story. I love it, yeah. Did it have to be in the episode where Rebecca died? Yeah, no, I, and... Um, they, they chose the contrast over characters. Yeah, that's true. But then I guess the argument is for them is that like that's what this show is about the show Mm. is about people and it's about the contrast and it's about like the interconnectedness of us all rather than we needed every single character to say goodbye to her or to like for us to know where annie's ending up and what she up to like yeah yeah. i i i do i do get it and i i I get both sides. I yeah, I, I, I'm not sure if I would change it, but I yeah. it did. It did take away something for me. Mm. I although I do think it's a really powerful episode. Yeah. Um, I actually think it's because of that reason why I don't class it as my one of the best of the whole series. Like ah, like the quotes yes um, from earlier yeah um, said how you know it was like easily the best episode of the whole drama yeah I. I think it has a potential to be, but mm-hmm. I feel like there was just little elements that just missed it because, I mean, maybe I just expect a lot from a penultimate episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expected more of the, from the characters I have watched for the last six years. Yeah. More so, so well, actually, I've been watching in a few months, not to lie. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was such a lie. <laughs> but it could have been six years. It could have been. And someone out there is saying, I haven't seen Tess in a good storyline in the last year. That's all I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I do I do get that. I'm curious now what your some of your favourite episodes are then. Or oh like God. what you think are the best episodes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, any episode by Kevin's Topless, I guess. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> you just can't go. You can't go wrong for good Kevin Topless episode. Yeah, it, that's the only thing they missed out. They, they had a real special chance to have a whole episode where it was just him topless on a beach, and they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad Rebecca didn't want to see him topless on the train. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no, I think. Um, I agree. I think also there's just, there's really good moments. Like the whole series is great and they have really good moments. So it's hard to choose one great episode, like, or like one favorite best episode because there's so many, they're all great and they, and they have amazing moments in them. Okay. So for this episode, Mm -hmm. would you agree with those quotes? Uh, yes and no. Is it one of the greatest episodes? Probably in some ways in the sense that, like, it's definitely up there because it really drives home the whole meaning of the entire show and the metaphor of the show. The whole, brings back the whole metaphor of, like, the lemon. The the whole episode is metaphors upon metaphors. It's a metaphor upon metaphor, 100%. And... Um, and then again, like with what you said about bringing like the fantasy element into it. And so they just do so many different things with it and they really drive home this metaphor. 
And I love that about it. I love that, you know, we're finally at that scene that they've been building to for so many seasons. And But I think I think as well for me that's also what why I didn't cry the first time around. Oh yeah, we know what's coming for so long. Not not even to that. Because we knew for so long, I was expecting a harder hit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That was why. So don't get me wrong, amazing episode, brilliant. I had to watch it twice to get over the fact it mm-hmm. wasn't a a, like a a big hit. I'm the same. I had to watch it twice to get over the fact that it wasn't going to be this gut-wrenching, mm. you know, cry fest. And I think that's <laughs> the issue when uh, they build it up so much. Yeah. Because we, we assumed it was going to go to a sad place, mm-hmm. and it actually went to more of a hopeful place. Yeah, that's I wouldn't true. necessarily say uplifting, but hopeful. Just good feelings it yeah. just i felt really good after watching it well it's what william says i think he when that that quote you read out earlier about yeah. william and how he basically says you know if something's sad then it must have been really, really wonderful. wonderful when it was happening yeah yeah i feel like he's also talking about the show yeah oh episode. that's so true yeah. that's such a beautiful way to look at it as well like because it did make me sad it was coming to yeah. an end but it was really wonderful exactly Okay, cool. So, in conclusion, I guess we're kind of in agreement. Yeah. That the we're in agreement that we agree and disagree with the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> with I those do, quotes. I, yeah, I, I, okay, but I am in agreement that it's worth nine point seven out of ten. Yeah. But I do think there's episodes that are nine point eight. Yeah. I don't know what, but I'm sure there are. There, I'm sure there are, and we'll we'll find them we'll, and discuss them another another time. Cool. But so um, yeah, that's definitely. It. That's our first podcast. That's our first. Po- that's our first episode. Um, thank you for listening. Definitely go check out This Is Us if you haven't yet already, because it is amazing. Um, it's a journey, but it's a journey. It is a journey. That's why they're journey. on the train. That's why they're on the train. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, so I think in our next episode we'll be discussing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. Yay. Um, Hush. Hush. Yes. So everyone should really actually go watch Hush. Yeah. So then actually when we discuss it, everyone really knows. Yeah, definitely, definitely go, and we'll be bringing that out near to Halloween. So yeah. Watch Hush, get some spooky vibes going, and then you can listen to our podcast. Cool. See you later. Bye.